Sandball Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Matt Harrison. Come on over and support us at fanball.com where NBA is now in full swing. And guess what, people? We've got late swap on NBA games. The others don't. Don't get screwed over because Greg Popovich decides to randomly give three of his starters the night off at some night in Atlanta. I want to make sure that your deep Manu Ginobili take is legit and you can keep him in your lineup or take him out if uh, all of a sudden Manu gets the night off. Late Swap allows you to make those lineup changes until your player's game tips off. The other DFS sites have limited or no Late Swap contests available whatsoever. And there's NBA contests in our lobby for tonight's games that range from $3 to $20 entry fees. We got a few GPPs, we got a few double up contests available. Handful of these suckers are single entry, so you don't have to worry about going against a shark hanging out in his basement with a massive spreadsheet. Come on over and play at Fanball today. We're working hard to create the best fantasy sports experience in the industry. And I'd appreciate if you came over and gave us a shot today. Thanks. Explosive. Output. Podcast. The Explosive Output Podcast. Scotty Fish is in uh, with Explosive Output. Matt Harrison on the Explosive Output podcast today. You can find Scott Fish at ScottFish24 on Twitter. And if you don't know who he is uh, and you play any sort of fantasy sports, you're probably living, living under a rock because he is the mastermind behind the Scott Fish Bowl, a 720-team fantasy football bonanza yep. that happens <laughs> once a year. Um, Scott, welcome to the show. What's going on? Um, Honored to be one of your first, you know, 100 guests. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, we're coworkers now, so it's it's easier to get you as a guest uh, when you just Pretty work a, a desk over and down a row. So that's kind of fun. Um, let's start. We, we we could get into all the Scott Fishbowl and all the stuff you do in fantasy. But let's start at the at the beginning uh, as a young as a young little <laughs> fish. As a as a as a tadpole, what are what are fish before they become fish? Yeah, tadpole, minnow, fish, minnow, eggs. No, minnows like they're, they they go from fish. eggs to little. Uh, Trevor, produce this thing. Look oh. up, look up the <laughs> metamorphosis of a <laughs> fish. Right. Um, so you grew up in Ely, Ely, Minnesota, for about the first six or seven years of my life. Okay. Yeah. And I barely remember it. Just remember a lot of <laughs> a lot of playing at lakes and stuff. We lived about a block from a lake. So which lake was day. that? Shagua Lake. Shagua. Yep, Shagua. Is that like like one of those French spelled like like G O I S at the end or something? I, I honestly don't remember. I think line? it's pretty much how you would guess it is. Though. Okay. Like shag and awa. Uh, so for those of you uh, not something. aware, Ely's northern Minnesota. Yep. Way way does up. Does that there. does that count as Iron Range? Yep. Yep, okay. I believe so. I mean, we're close enough to some iron ranges. So. All right. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And then uh, at age six, where did you guys move to? Oh, man. We moved uh, We moved in with my grandparents in Edina for a little bit and bounced around the cities, Rosemount, stuff like that. Okay. Which was a big change because we were used to bears in our yard. 
you know, up in Ely. <laughs> we, we literally had bears in our yard constantly up in Ely. And then no bears. No, nope, not in the cities. No. no. And then we moved to St. Peter probably when I was in second grade or so. And Jesus, that's where I went to college. A tour so. of Minnesota. Yep. Just kept moving south. Mo- moved a lot of times. Okay. Uh, so did parents do something that involved traveling or changing of jobs or what? <laughs> yes, kind of. My dad was a forest ranger for many years and my mom worked in a hospital. My mom's had about a billion jobs. Okay. But then he decided just mid career, kind of like I did to change careers and be a, a science teacher. He loved science so much. And, uh, forest ranger to science. like, like life sciences kind of was the no. end of the biology <laughs> of like, like, no, I mean yes. like. Earth like sciences, nature sciences, yep. that kind of Earth thing. And okay. life, yeah, exactly. So Biology, lots of stuff. Where did like your that. dad teach? Uh, St. Peter High School for many, many years. Okay. Just retired. Oh, so that's pretty cool. They're both retired and have a place. They just bought a, a place up in Ely and in Arizona, and they, you know, they're the snowbirds. Snowbirds, yeah. Perfect. Arizona in the winters, Ely in the summers. That's yeah. pretty cool. No, it's yeah, it's gorgeous up there. It's nice to be able to visit them at either place. So when did you get to St. Peter? Uh, about second grade. Second grade? Second or third so, grade, something like that. So most of your childhood was spent in St. Peter. A lot of St. Peter years. And I went to college at Gustavus there. So uh, most don't, of Don't like most kids who like have been in St. Peter for like 10 years just really want to get out? You would think so. Of there? You would but think so. No, you stayed. No, nope. yeah. You I became a gusty. I could have go, gone to several schools, but yeah, I decided, decided just to stay in town. I liked it. Um, what kind of sports did you play as a kid? all sports, but then once about seventh or seventh grade or so happened, uh, I kept getting injured and I just stopped playing. I remember specifically one, I broke, broke uh, a bone in my foot and I had a, I like a severely strained, uh, shoulder injury. And then that was it. You're playing football or, okay. And I just, I stopped after that. I think that was eighth grade. You're just seventh, you're just done grade. with all sport because of a football injury. Like you didn't like golf no, or, no, or because like tennis I mo- or because I moved so much. I was I was uh, I transferred schools a couple times at that, and I just meeting new people and then working on you know I I, I did a lot of uh, post secondary education, so I was back and forth taking. This is part of the reason I went to Gustavus is because I was taking college classes ah. at Gustavus a lot while in high school. Okay. So I just, you know, I just didn't have time. So you're a nerd. I was a nerd. Okay. Huge nerd. Hey, guess what? Nerds end up successful. Yeah. Um, so Gus Davis, what did you study? Uh, business management and finance. And that leads into fantasy sports in that, some, that, <laughs> some way down the line. That led into managing a video store for a while. Which video a, store? A total entertainment in St. Peter. I was, you know, I was assistant manager, co-manager, whatever, yeah. for a while. And uh, then I worked as a And that had to director. be like late 90s or early 2000s? Yeah, right in that range while I was still in school. Okay, so and right at the like height, maybe just the start of the downslope pretty much, of pretty much. video stores. Yep, and then I was a personnel director at the Renaissance Festival for a while. Oh, my God. So, yep. Stop. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's talk about the Ren Fest. I've never been to the Renaissance Festival. I've been to the grounds before. Right. I think I went for one of the like spooky Halloween time thingies at one point. Mm-hmm. And um, wh- how, what kind of characters do you meet as the personnel director well, was, of uh, a Renaissance Festival? And I've seen clarify, that assistant personnel director. Oh, but still, same okay, deal. Lots whatever. Of- so you wouldn't meet as many people. You'd meet right. the assistants <laughs> of the crazy people who yes. are working at the Renaissance Festival. Yes. No, uh, there was a. Uh, 
there was a lot of crazy characters. And, yeah. And every every week when that thing closed down, it was just a wild, crazy time. Like you can imagine those characters. What do you mean? Letting, those characters <laughs> letting loose. This is this after. is PG. This is PG thirteen. All right. Well, just just imagine. <laughs> Some very interesting types of people letting loose after a long day of working at the Renaissance Festival. Were they obviously? There's probably some some you, honey mead you, involved, you, and you can let legs. your imagination. So it was a wild. little Game of Thrones like. Yeah, I I generally did not stay for those, and I you didn't a, stay for the orgies, really. I stayed a couple times <laughs> for the orgies. No, <laughs> I stayed a couple times, but that was that was come for the mead, stay for the orgies. Yeah. I, I was like you said, I was a nerd, you know, so I, I, I knew what was going on. I stayed a couple of times for the partying after, but most of the time I just went home. And those were, were people like just like wandering off into the like woods there and the just haystacks the haystacks, whatever. Yeah. Oh the, my God. So don't don't just like sit down without like a hanky on the haystacks at the Renaissance <laughs> Festival is what you're saying. Oh, I don't know. I, I got to imagine it's still the same way after like, all these years. Was the puke and snot where they were still there are they still there i don't, know. I don't even know they were there when i was there I, that's the only thing that i know about the renaissance festivals that are pretty funny along the way yeah i i, I honestly should probably go someday because i'm a minnesota kid i grew up on that side of town too i was southwest metro so i was uh i was in excelsior mm. which is you know not that yeah. far from chaska there not that far yeah I was only there for one season, so okay. before I got my job at Pepsi, so. And then Pepsi, you were you were a lot of people don't know this, but all of the crazy Scott Fishbowl stuff really started while you were hucking pallets of Pepsi yep. Cola. Yep, yep, throwing pop. <laughs> Fifteen <laughs> years or fourteen and a half years of throwing pop. So what what did you start at at Pepsi? Merchandiser, just, just merchandiser, just throwing pop. Going to yeah, stores. I got, I got sick of dealing with all the people, and just it wasn't it wasn't for me. I love manual labor. I I just love turning my brain off a little bit and thinking about whatever I want and just throwing cases. You know, basically a fourteen hour workout every day. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it was really nice. I I had a uh, similar gig. I was in the commercial paint industry for eight years prior to um, actually being in the beverage industry for a while. <laughs> yes. I did monster energy sales for about a year and nice. then, then ended up in fantasy sports. Totally the path that everybody takes. Right. Right. Um, but when you're hucking five pound or five, five gallon pails of paint, which are anywhere between like 45 and 80 pounds, depending yeah. on which Oof. kind of paint you have. And you're just moving those right. all day long. That's that's one of those things where you, you don't notice like how much you're getting a little bit exactly. of a workout here and there and yeah. then you quit that and all of a sudden or you get the or you get the version of that job where you don't have to do this stuff manually as much yes. anymore and then yeah. all of a sudden you're thirty pounds heavier and exactly. you're like, Oh god, what the hell? That is me right now. <laughs> I remember um my first job with the paint store, I was uh I was the delivery van driver. So I would go to like construction sites, basically find a painter who was on, you know, in an apartment building somewhere as they're like building out this new apartment building, mm-hmm. find them and then like go, where do you want the paint? And then I'd have to unload, you know, 200 pails of paint onto Oof. a pallet. That's a lot. And then go <laughs> and and then, and then drive back. And I had a loaf of bread and I had a jug of peanut butter mm-hmm. 
and and a little plastic knife and i would just like make half peanut butter sandwiches and eat them and like i didn't have any money back then it right. was just like that was it that was all i did and that that in water and yep yep <laughs> that's that's how that that's how that kind of job rolls couldn't afford anything else so you started doing fantasy stuff well, I started doing fantasy stuff. I was an intern at Fanball while I was working for the paint store. So the the, wow. the old original Fanball. It's a lot of years in the fantasy industry. Yeah. For you. Um, but you started doing your fantasy things um, while you were working at Pepsi. And yep. how did how did you start getting into that? Like, you didn't just like one day go, I want to start a eight hundred person league and get everybody no, in the fantasy no. industry to to come join it. I think in about oh three, I started my own like uh, my own thing where I was just writing on my own just online i i knew how to code so i just made my own html web page you know that okay uh i was putting my own stuff i originally started as most people in this industry feel, find it feels like writing things for their own leagues okay and, and then and then it went to that and then in 2005 i was in a bunch of different forums on different fantasy sites and one of them wanted me to start writing their start sit for them Oh, nice. And that's Which one was that? That was Fantasy Football Cafe. I remember uh, I, them. I, I don't know. I don't know that they're still around. I think they got bought by E-Draft or something <laughs> like that. <I laughs> Who I've know. never heard of. Yes. <laughs> but uh, so I started writing for them. And then a few years later, I made my own site, which did really well and worked my way up. Okay. And then how did the, how did the Scott Fishbowl begin? That came about from the site that I... I, I did uh, by myself, which was FF Oasis. And we had a lot of writers. We had over 20 writers. We were getting, uh, I think, one month. Our highest month was about 863,000 page views in one month. Wow. First page of Google for a lot of searches, like PPR, IDP. We were always first page. Um, but it was, a, it was a reader league. It was just going to be a reader league in 2010 for people who read the site. And we went around and we asked different people like Mike Clay, who's now at ESPN, and Jeff Hasley from Football Guys, and just people from different sites. And they all said, sure, we'll play. Mm -hmm. And before we knew it, we had a 96-team league on our hands. Wow. And uh, That was the first year? It was 96 teams already? That was the first year, yeah. Wow. And the second year was only 60 teams. Okay. And then the third year, I took the year off because my wife was pregnant and I just didn't have the time. Okay. And then the fourth year was uh, 120, and it's grown exponentially since the, since then because I just put everything into it, just talking to everyone, promoting the crap out of it. So for those people who don't know about Scott Fishbowl, like there's a charitable aspect involved to it. Yeah. There are fantasy experts from all around the industry involved in it, Every crossing site. all the platforms. you got ESPNs and Yahoos and yep. – they all play everybody together. everywhere yep. and it, it 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 all kind of goes toward a good cause right. and it's no cost to right. anybody involved in it as well exactly no it's it's a completely free league but i do run uh, a charity drive that go, coincides with it and then i have satellites that i run and uh you donate to play in those and this year i think we have 75 satellites uh at you know 10 12 bucks a that people are donating per. Okay. And it's raised over $15,000 for Houston 
and Toys for Tots. Most of it's for Toys for Tots. Okay. Over 14000 for Toys for Tots. Which, uh, do, do you go like out and physically buy all the toys too? Yeah. You do? <laughs> it's do, like, you need, do you need help? I'll come yes, do that. I, like, we, I do need help. I, this year, I need help. I think that that would be fun. Last I, year, I split it. It was $6,000 we raised last year. We split it. A friend of mine bought $3,000 worth of toys in Las Vegas. I bought 3000 here in the Twin Cities. Oh, that's really cool. And it took me two to over two hours. To buy three thousand dollars worth of and toys. And now you got to buy fourteen thousand. Fourteen thousand. Yeah. Dollars worth of toys. Yeah. That's gonna make some kids super freaking thrilled this it holiday is. season. It oh, is. And that's that's an awesome thing. I mean, you have kids. You know what it's like. My kids are spoiled. I don't know about your kids, but when they get a new toy, my kid gets a new toy. He's ecstatic and he's spoiled. Imagine a kid that doesn't really get new toys very often. Imagine them getting a new toy. Yeah. It's like exactly. a big. It's a very big deal in either way. But yeah. So I have four kids, um, and you have you have a Just son, one. Ian. Yeah. But you guys have another one coming January special 1st. special delivery right around uh, New Year's. Yep. Yep. That's pretty fun. And you have you have another boy coming. Yep. You're we f- keep getting these holidays. My my first was due December twenty fifth. We can mention his name, Ian, Ian Fish. Yeah. The great Ian Fish. Yes. Did you lock he's down been, his? He's been on about four podcasts. Did you now, lock so. down his Twitter handle yet? No. We, no you it's should taken. probably go do that. It's it taken. is yeah. even with the like. Some guy in Scotland. He has a, he has yeah. a weird spelling of his it's, name, too. It's the Scottish spelling, so some guy in Scotland has How about it. the real Ian Fish? <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> F.F. Ian Fish. <laughs> he, he does not care about sports uh, right now. The one thing that I will note that if you follow Scott on social media or, or know him or anything like that is you and your son are always seem to be dressed alike and always <laughs> in some sort of superhero getup. I yeah. see you guys both in Captain America shirts and yep. both in Spider-Man, yep. like full bodysuit get get-ups. And yeah, he loves superheroes, loves them. And Just he's, he's four? Yep. All right, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, he's, he's almost five, so yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. He, he doesn't really watch too many of the live-action ones. Like, I'm not throwing him in front of Avengers or anything. You're not going to put him up, up at the cartoons. Tobey Maguire one yet? No, <laughs> I don't know that I ever will. <laughs> <laughs> I might save him from that a little bit. Um, but that's cool. Like, it, it, it's, it's obvious that you have your heart in the right place, and mm-hmm. um, it seems like in this industry – a lot of people are very self-promotional yeah. in, in the fantasy industry. And mm-hmm. you seem to genuinely want to like help others and like you care for your that's, kid and, yeah. and you, you put that out there. And I really appreciate seeing that. And that I think that's, thanks. That's, that's the, I think that's the biggest point I try to get across when I do shows, especially around SFB time is I don't think people realize that if we all like every fantasy football league, just put one of the entry fees aside and gave to charity. It doesn't have to be to toys for tots, but just anything, the amount of good we can do out there is unreal. Like imagine how many fantasy leagues there are sure. out there and how many, just one entry fee. Well, That's even, even that, what, say, say you have a $50 league. Well, yeah. it's, this year we're going to do $55. Yeah. And that $5 goes yeah. to, yeah, that's 60 bucks. And some sort of charity. And, and you can even make it different in the fact that, the winner of the league gets to choose which charity it exactly. goes to. It's something exactly. fun like that. And they could, yeah. they could, they could don't, I'm going to try that in my league next year. That yeah. seems like a good and time. N- who's turning that down. Who's the guy in the league. That's like, no, no, I hate yeah. that. I hate that. Let's let, let's not give money to, you know, a good well, it's cause. A, it's just a, it's a fun idea. And there's, there's enough great causes out there that there I are. think uh, are really important. I'm, 
I just got elected to the youth soccer club in my area, the, the, the board of directors. Nice. And one of the things that I want to bring to like our youth soccer program is that the kids in our program, especially the kids in the traveling program, are doing something for the community. Mm-hmm. Like we have like some sort of community give back aspect to it. It's not something that a lot of people even think about. No, a lot of people's lives are busy. And yeah. like, I mean, even if it's like three hours on one Saturday mm-hmm. a month and we're skipping a practice for it. Right. And anything like, you can do to teach kids just that yeah, mentality. Just is the, great. just the giving back thing I think is super important. Absolutely. Um, I, I asked Brian a couple of these questions, oh, but boy. I'm going gonna, gonna to rapid fire you a few questions here. Um, what's your favorite sports memory growing up wow. as a kid? Wow. That's really tough. It doesn't have to be like, it, it can be you playing. It oh, can I know. be you see, watching. I, see, it can be thinking, you attending. I was thinking me watching and yeah. I was thinking being a Minnesota fan, I have a lot of not favorite sports memories. Well, you're about the same age as me. You don't seem all that into baseball though. I was. Yeah. I was until I was in my late teens probably. Okay. I was very into it. And, and we talked about this earlier today, sitting watching the 87 World Series with our little scorecards doing Yeah, doing but the, both of us were, were keeping game scores of yeah, the 87 World Series. Exactly. No, I, I don't know that I have a favorite. Maybe You'd say it'd probably be one of the, like the Kirby Puckett play, the Kirby Puckett catching over the wall. Yeah. It, it, could, it could even be the, the Morris one-hitter and, and Gladden. And those just ring a bell, you know, right away to me. But as far as baseball, but football, there's been so many – just sad moment. <laughs> it's just heartbreak. Trevor's just sitting there with a shit-eating grin <laughs> as a Packer fan oh. over there. Uh, we've had our share of disappointments as well. No, no, no. I will, I will you, say. You, when you get four Super Bowls, you don't get to That's like fair. state. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. we've had our disappointments. Yeah. I, you had 20 years where your team sucked consecutively, mm-hmm. but you bookended that with two Super Bowls on each side. It was yeah, nice to bad. be able to watch Moss and Peterson in their prime, all those just like every time they touch the ball, you just it was electric like pins and needles. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Moss, especially for yeah. me, when he showed up that first game, that Tampa Bay game or whatever, that uh, th- just that entire first season. But yeah, really, Moss's entire career here. Yeah, except for the second, the, ra- part. the second round of <laughs> the Randy Moss part. in Minnesota, it was just like every time that dude was on the field, and they threw the ball up as far as they could. Yeah. Everybody got to the edge of their seat, and you knew something was going to yeah. happen that was probably amazing. And How many times did he have to slow down and back into the defender and oh, then speed exactly. forward just to <laughs> – and, and really, I don't feel that we've seen another wide receiver no. quite like him ever again where he was so quick and he was so good in midair and could change directions in midair somehow. I like to joke in today's rules where – he wouldn't get bumped and he didn't have to wear those giant shoulder pads yeah. anymore that he could be a 2,500 yard receiver in today's NFL. Yeah. He was awesome. I, man, I gotta get Randy Moss on this podcast. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, That'd be a good get. What was the, what was the most heartbreaking moment of your, uh, sports watching playing career? You know, it, it probably wasn't the Gary Anderson kick, even though that, that kick, um, I remember just wandering around. I was at Gustavus at the time. I remember just after it happened, just wandering, just like that's exactly wandering. exactly <laughs> what I did. I I I was at the U. I just went on a run, and I oh. I'm not a runner. I walked, but I, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I it was it was a really warm day. Yeah, like a late January day that was like 
high 40s or low 50s or something. It was a weird, unseasonably warm day. And I just remember going, like, just in his oh, own, my God, yeah. I need I need to be alone. I need to just, like, oh. Both those get, but the, the Favre one was more heartbreaking for me. We were, we were ready to buy Super Bowl tickets. We were going to go. I wasn't going to go to the, you know, if we played the Broncos that year or whatever. Uh, no, we were, we were 18-year-old kids back then. Yeah. I, I now, I mean, the, the Favre one crushed me because I, I thought we were the better team all game. The Favre one, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I'm a jaded, jilted Minnesota, Minnesota sports fan. fan. Yeah, I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop, oh. I swear, the entire game. like, and It was almost like we made a deal with the devil that yeah. season. Like <laughs> We get to take Brett Favre and beat the Packers twice, and like Trevor's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you did make a deal with the devil. It's too bad they can't but, see that look on them. Yeah, but <laughs> man, it, like I was waiting for the other shoe to drop that entire oh. game, so I was a little sad. I thought we had it. Man. You know, the, the one that crushed me was the Blair Walsh miss. Really? Like that that one I thought was worse than the Favre one oh, because man. we took Seattle and we had beat them in just about every aspect of yep. that game and we didn't have much of an offense to speak of that entire season. Right. And we had them on the ropes and we beat them. Yeah. It was crazy cold weather and all yeah. Walsh had to do was make a chip shot. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. I, I think part of it that, that I can handle with that is I don't think we would have won the Super Bowl that no, year. No, probably so, not. But <laughs> the the other two years I thought we legitimately would have won the Super Bowl. So yeah, there's always that. Um, what's your favorite part about the fantasy sports industry? <sighs> and you you've been like a full time employee in fantasy sports now for six months. Not even. Not even. Yeah. So it's June. You're you're a newbie. You can you I can am. you can look at this with fresh eyes. I've been and in say, the industry for a very long time, but I haven't been full time in yeah. the industry. <sighs> I think it's a little easier than I thought it'd be, which is weird. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> because but it's still it's still very, very time consuming. I think when I was doing this, working for Pepsi, working those fifteen hour days mm-hmm. that like every moment was consumed with fantasy, but now I'm able to actually do fantasy at home or do fantasy here and then go home and actually relax a little. Yeah. Know, keep doing it. Decompress. Um, but I think, I don't think the biggest thing is the amount of work. I think that the biggest thing is how prepared I am at all times to answer fantasy questions. Whereas before I think I would miss stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I'm just, I, I can walk into any situation and be able to answer questions, but I love making the friendships. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. The the people in this industry are awesome, and I'm getting to know them so much more now that I'm full-time. Yeah, that's cool. The The preparedness that you described is is why you've been welcomed to the Fantasy Football Weekly <laughs> radio show as well, which you and I did last week. And for those of you listening to this podcast that didn't listen to that show, uh, Fish and I, in our first show ever together, by yeah. the way, Yep. Pulled a pulled a sl- small prank on Paul Charchian, who claimed Dion Lewis is his take a chance on me runner way way early in the week. Yeah, and he then we we get the the way it works on the radio show is the two co-hosts get to say their take a chance on me guy before Charch does. He's always last in the rotation. So I took Rex Burkhead and you took James White, and Charch was a little flabbergasted by the fact that. 
<laughs> yes. We veered off course <laughs> and took all of his salient talking points about, <laughs> about oh, Dion Lewis. That but was beautiful. He got the bit, and I think it was funny, and it made for good radio. I will say this one more thing about the being in the industry full-time that I didn't expect. The stress level. I'm so much more stressed out uh, in this industry than I thought than I was when I was not full time. Really? Cause like my job and my livelihood, and my career depends on this stuff, you know, really? whereas before it was just a in, hobby in, 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 in what kind of stress, like in like you have to make your calls correct or like, like your bold prediction no, needs to come it's, true. It's more about or? the preparedness. Okay. You know, it's, I don't want to look like an idiot on the radio on K fan with that airs every, that show that it fans sure. football weekly that airs everywhere. I don't want to look like an idiot there when I go on Sirius or yeah. any of the ESPN radio I do. I, it's, it's no longer just, Oh, I can walk away from this at the end of the day. If, if this isn't working out, if, if I'm, if I sound stupid on a bunch of shows, I can just walk away and be like, Oh, okay. That's not my career, but now it's my career. Yeah. Now I have to be good at it. Whereas right. before I had an out. Don't put so much pressure on yourself, I man. All, all, all you all you can do is look at the trends and look at and the stats. And try to be fifty five percent correct, and, <laughs> and and just just make sure that you have as much information as you can get to make an educated guess. That's right. how I look at it. It's like, true. I I have guys on Twitter asking me lineup questions all the yeah. time, and very rarely, even when I get one wrong, do they come back to me and yeah. like they're rude about it. And sometimes I, it's like, hey, you didn't know either, and and I gave you what I thought the best bet for a good game was mm-hmm. I, I had one wrong last week where I told, I told somebody to put in Jalen Richard over Will Fuller Ooh, yeah. knowing that Will Fuller was going up against Seahawks, the Seahawks, yeah. their corners. They've been shut down against wide receivers yep. this year. I think They're a lot of people in Seattle. Too. Yeah. And then Richard, there was a little bit of a PPR angle mm-hmm. against Buffalo. Yep. Marshawn Lynch was out. Yep. It was possible that he could get like 15 touches. It was like, he looks like the more guaranteed play in right. this one. And it totally blew up in my face. The guy <laughs> sent back like some emojis to me and I was like, yeah, I think I just got to learn that Deshaun Watson's amazing. Yes. And every part of that offense is in play until further notice. And yes. I mean, wh- what do you do? You can only try to get it as right as you exactly. possibly can. And it's a job you're never off the clock for. Oh, I'm off the clock. (laughs) (laughs) I I try, like I said, I try to go home and relax, but you're never fully off the clock. I I do ignore my Twitter page when it's family time or like that kind of thing. Like, I think my wife would like actually get stabby with me (laughs) if, if I was like just on my phone every time I had a tweet go off. Right. Yeah. So... I mean, there's the, the work-life balance in every job, but fantasy, it seems like you're a lot of times in the public eye a little yes. bit more often. Yep. You're a big celebrity now. You're like an E-list celebrity where I'm like an F-list celebrity. So. I, I, I don't think I'm an E-list celebrity. Oh, yeah. You, I'm, I'm working my way up You're to Scott e. Fishbowl. <laughs> I mean, come on. I have a big contest, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I didn't prep you for this, but you did listen to uh, the other pod. Who are five people that you think we should follow on Twitter? It doesn't even have to be five. Who are a couple people? It don't have to be industry people. Just five like Twitter handles that most, you're. Most of mine would be industry. Yeah, people. Well, you're you're pretty plugged into the industry. Yeah, that's. I'm very almost everything. I so do who are some guys that our listeners should like go follow because maybe they don't know them outside of the fanball fantasy football almost daily right 
kind of realm. That, that's probably true. I mean, Ryan McDowell is is a dynasty kingpin. Anybody who does dynasty leagues should be following Ryan McDowell. Okay. And uh, Rich Rich Rebar is always pumping out awesome stat nuggets that are really helpful. Uh, at Lord Reeves, Ryan McDowell's at Ryan MC twenty three. Scott- and Rich Rebar is spelled H R I B A R. Yep. But Lord Reeves is R E B. Yes. Lord Reeves. Yep. But yeah, Rich Rebar H R I B A R is yeah. how he spells it. Uh, he writes for Roto World. Ryan McDowell writes for Dynasty League Football and Roto World. Okay. Uh, there's also Scott Barrett, who's all, also just a ton of amazing stat nuggets. Um, he he has so much good information week to week. Uh, I guess another one that that doesn't get talked about in that same regard, but he's just such a good follow is at the RB Scout. Oh I, yeah, I I started following that guy uh, the other day. I forget his name. Adam Spinks. Okay, yeah, he, I love his work. Like his work is really in depth. Yeah. I don't know how to apply it some of the time because <laughs> yeah, it's right. some of the stats are a little they're they're like super deep sabermetric right football and, stats and I'm like how do I like translate this into words that make sense that yeah. I could say on the radio and right. it's it's not as easy as you think but like no. you can read it and see it and get it in your brain yep easier than you can you yep. can convey it over and an it audio helps you format. at least get an opinion on certain shares sure. with, with what he puts out. Uh, there's Warren Sharp, who I love, and I'm sure you follow him, too. It's at Warren Sharp, I believe, or yeah. at Sharp Football. But his site is amazing, too. Not just what he puts out. He puts out a weekly periscope that is so in-depth and knowledgeable, but his site to go along with it is just amazing. I I, I use it probably daily. Yeah. And you have your own independent podcast called The Bull Rush. Yes. And maybe tell people about that if they haven't heard that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of nonsense. We do talk football, but we talk a lot of movies. We talk uh, TV. We talk. We do random bits and games. It's imagine if you were to combine, I guess, a fantasy football podcast with like a morning radio show okay. or something. That's that's kind of the vibe of it. It's it 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 listens a lot like three guys hanging out at a bar talking, and then we throw bits in there and stuff. Sure, and it's 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 been pretty. It's got a cult following. That's for Your sure. Your co-hosts on there are Ryan McDowell and yeah. uh, Ty Miller uh, and Dynasty Frank at <laughs> Dynasty Frank on Twitter, and he's he's a hilarious follower. As His well. name's just Dynasty Frank. Uh, yeah, we just we just call him Frank. Okay, I got two more questions. Oh, I'm gonna get you All out. Right. This one this one's fun. If a mad scientist offered the following scenario to you, oh boy, you gotta you gotta choose what you're gonna do. You have to give up your body, but your brain could be held alive in a vat. You could be alive the whole time in your brain, uh-huh. in your in your brain, in and your memory. So I can live with imagination and whatnot. And he can create the perfect universe for you, Ooh. and you'd live forever. Ooh, hmm. you could live forever in a this. in a dream state. This one's winning out of the one suggestions or one option. But he's so going to take your body away, right? He's offering this to you right now. He needs your body for parts or something right. like that. He's offering this to you right now. Okay. Do you take your brain and put it in a vat <laughs> and go dream scenario for eternity? Or do you just live out your life? So, so I thought there was going to be a second. No, like a, this is a it. Awesome second it. option. Like, cause that sounds great, but no, I wouldn't. Yeah. Just, this, like I got to watch my kids <laughs> go up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, 
I think that that means you're a good human right there. <laughs> um, in dream it scenario, good, in though. dream scenario, though, what do, what do you think you'd be doing in dream scenario? <sighs> I don't know. I I don't even know. Just like, all be water slides and. I I wonder if it's after a while you get so bored and it like after like fifty years of imagining normal stuff you start imagining the weirdest crap. Ever. <laughs> well, wasn't it in the Matrix they like were talking going down about an internet rabbit hole or something? In the Matrix you know? they were talking about how uh, initially they made made the world perfect for all the humans. <laughs> But they they kept dying because they couldn't handle it, so they had to make a, a world that had like misery and pain as well, so they could like they could like function I as normal. That. That's awesome. Oh, you should rewatch the Matrix. I should. Although I've never seen Matrix two or three. Okay. And I avoided it at all costs to start. And everybody told me you're not missing much. You are. And the Matrix is just standalone, and I should just leave it at that. I, when the Matrix came out, I thought it was groundbreaking. I thought it was, it was amazing. It, God, it was I, a cool I still movie. remember the theater I went to for it. That's how that's how um, just game changing it was for me when I it came out. Believe that was the first movie I watched on DVD. Oh wow! I think I think that was it. Wow. The other two are worth watching, but you, yeah, yeah, like you said, you don't need yeah, to. Watch yeah, them. my my son worth the other day. watching or w- yeah, in a like if if they didn't exist, would the world be worse off? No. Okay. <laughs> the, the other day, my son told me that we got the DVD of something in the red box, and he was upset. He was mad because it was DVD, and he said he wanted Blu-ray. That's the world we live in now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Exactly. He knows the difference? Yes, because he loves bonus features and bonus cartoons and okay. special whatever. So whenever we get a DVD of something, he's upset because those are usually only on the Blu-ray. All right. You're a very charitable guy. Okay. How much money would it take for you to eat a pickle? Oh my gosh! How much money? I to have charity? been offered a lot of money. I, I to think eat a pickle, th- I, I think that the followers of your podcast, the Bull Rush, and and this podcast and Fantasy Football Almost Daily, we should set up a GoFundMe, and we have to hit a mark in order for you to eat a full pickle, and those funds will go to some sort of charitable donation. And we'll put we'll put it on video. We'll do it in the league safe office. We'll put it on Periscope and Facebook Live and all that stuff. I don't know that I could do it. You don't think you could? Do you think you have you ever had a pickle? Well, I've had it. In my, the The flavor in my mouth when okay. it's gotten on like a bun or stuff, and it makes me gag. Sure. Cameo. Um, oh, Brian, Brian oh. Johnson cameo Brian, here. This this podcast is still on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It almost got canceled after one episode. But. Yeah, the first guest was not good enough, but. This this podcast going way better than uh, episode one, yeah. You know that we ironed out all the bugs. Some people offered me a bunch of money to eat a piece of cheesecake, and I wouldn't do it. And my wife got involved. She's like, he wouldn't. He would throw it up. He wouldn't be able to eat a full piece of cheesecake. I don't know that I could eat a full pickle. I'll, I'll, I'll leave on this. How do you iron out bugs though? Wouldn't that you just like melt them into the clothes? <laughs> it's not like the proper term. I don't know. <laughs> iron out the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> That is interesting. And that was Iron the cameo up. from Brian Johnson. Stella, get out and of the Stella. podcast studio. Stella was here too. You did not hear her. All right. So, but we got to come up with a number. You have to. It, 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 there has to be a number. Everybody's got a number. I don't. Know if if I, we could don't if we could get five thousand dollars bonus money to go to that Toys for Tots I, thing, I would probably have to do it at that point, right? Kay. That's just so much money for good cause. Yeah. But. So, like, w- w- but what's the number? There has to be a number. 
Like, would you turn away a thousand dollars for a charity? Is that not enough? Oh, wow. The, the the listeners cannot see the amount of anguish on he, my face. N- no, you're, tur- you're literally turning green right now. The thought of eating a pickle is so nasty to me. Um, I think I I think I might turn away a thousand dollars. Okay, so two. I, I would rather 2, give a thousand dollars of my own money two, to a charity than 2000? a pickle. Two thousand. <laughs> we're we're I'm gonna play auctioneer here. Oh, two thousand is probably pretty in the two thousand twenty five hundred range. I'd probably okay. Let's probably do twenty five hundred. Probably do it. Let's see if we can get twenty five hundred dollars no, raised. No. I'm gonna please. I'm gonna, let's yeah. not do this. No, let's do this. It's it's a good thing. The thought of me eating a pickle. Uh, I will just... I will allow you to choose whether or not it is a sweet pickle, a dill pickle, I... a spicy pickle. You can go Gedney, which is a Minnesota pickle. <laughs> um, you can I go Clausen, Clausen the cold crunchy ones. Wow. Maybe we can get a pickle sponsor to help. uh, I don't know that I would know the difference between any of those. I wouldn't know the difference. I'm going to see if I can get Gedney on the on the horn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they'd be all about that. We want to see a video of him eating our pickle and (laughs) and and gagging. Yeah, some guy wants to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Can we do this? We can talk about it. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna do it. Come on, lock I like it down. When he holds lock my it feet, down. Feet lock it down. Line. Let's go. Uh, it's not gonna happen. We're not. We're not. What gonna, do you mean it's not gonna you're happen? You're not gonna make a GoFundMe and people are gonna actually donate. You to don't me know to me at all. <laughs> I love doing over the top weird things. We're gonna try to get this done. Oh, what's the time on the clock? There? <laughs> uh, plenty of time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll wrap it up on that. But. Um, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do. We're this. gonna do this. We're gonna get you to eat a pickle, but only if we can get to twenty five hundred. Oh not gosh. not if we get to twenty two hundred. Wow. If we get it to twenty two hundred, we'll still donate it to charity. But we gotta hit, we gotta hit the wow. mark. That would be an amazing amount of money <laughs> for someone to just want to see me eat a pickle. You have enough fans out there that I think know your weird food tastes now. Yeah. I mean, we went to lunch today, and Scott went. Is there anything I can eat at this restaurant? <laughs> I have a childlike palate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Scott, is there anything else that you want to plug that I didn't already mention? No, oh, you got the fishbowl. You got the bull rush in there. I, I, we, I don't think we mentioned that. I work at Fanball. Oh, yeah. So that? I work at Fanball, too. Yeah. Um, so go to that lobby. Yeah. <laughs> win, uh, a, win a chance at the being in the fishbowl. That's true. The uh, If you want to see what the fishbowl is about – scottfishbowl.com you can see uh, just all the uh, names of analysts that are in it from all the sites that's true out of 720 i believe i am in 45th place right now that's pretty amazing that's and that's with losing odell beckham like, and dalvin cook i was in fifth at yeah one point. you were top 10 yeah, yeah five, fifth at one point but then i lost dalvin yep. and odell in that's, consecutive weeks and that that, that was that was hurtful that that's was bad. tough to survive um, yeah. So again, you're at Scottfish24 on Twitter, yep. and I'm sure that uh, you will be tweeting out uh, all sorts of goodness as we go this week. Maybe even a link to this podcast so I people will. can hear all sorts I of weird be. stuff, and maybe the link to the GoFundMe so we can get <laughs> you to eat a pickle. Um, Has anyone ever sabotaged a GoFundMe attempt? Before? You're gonna try to get like chargebacks <laughs> against like the GoFundMe <laughs> account. <laughs> this seems like an awful idea. <laughs> Oh. All right, um, Scott. Thank you for joining me, oh, and I'm thanks. sure we'll do this again. And maybe we'll have maybe we'll have a podcast where Brian can, you know, snipe in and say weird things with both of us in here, nice. and that would be fun. That'd be a good show. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So thank you guys for listening to the Explosive Output Podcast. If you uh, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher about this podcast, on my next podcast at the very end, I will read it in a terrible accent of your choosing. I will read your review live on the air. And that's that's for a... Uh, I mean, if, if I get a couple of good ones, I'll read the best review, but I'll read it in a terrible accent. Maybe I'll let Trevor pick out which review is the one that I need to read. Yeah, I can do that. I could do it in like a, like a terrible Russian accent or uh, you, you pick the accent too. Okay. I'll try it in pig Latin. We'll take suggestions. Yeah, yeah. We'll, take, we'll take suggestions. I'll, I'll read it as Kermit the Frog. I do a mean Kermit the Frog impression. I kind of want to hear it, but you don't want to spoil it for. <laughs> Hi ho! Just do, I'll just do that right there. Um, that was good. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll 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 do it in some sort of weird impression or whatever, and we'll we'll make it out there. But I do want people to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and Blog Talk Radio for that matter, just to uh, get a little bit more notoriety for the uh, for the old pod here. And please go play at fanball.com. We got basketball with late swap. We got football in the lobby. Uh, it's good stuff. And next week we have a extra special brand new game format that will be released on the Fanball platform. Ooh. I'm very excited. We're going to get that going next week. So thank you guys for listening and, uh, for Scott fish and T bone, the producer, this is Matt Harrison. Adios.